finally, 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 we have a show. That's what G said. It is our first episode. Thank you all for tuning in to the That's What G Said podcast. This one is just going to be kind of like like an intro podcast, just so we can get it out there on the feed, get everyone subscribed, and then we'll start having, obviously, much more specifics that we'll be talking about in the episodes coming up. But more than anything, I'm really excited because this is going to be a show for you, for all of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about whatever you want to hear, um, what you tell me you like, what you tell me you don't. Uh, one of my favorite things through all of the different jobs that I've had is, is the interacting and the communications part. Uh, when I was at TVG, I loved answering the emails and the tweets and reading your messages on Facebook and just getting to know some of you out there and what things you're interested in and um, you know what teams you root for and how and why you play the races and how do you get involved in this and that. So I look forward to the interactions. Um, anytime we're talking about anything, I want to hear from you. So tweets, uh, messages, emails, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. So first of all, get on over to wherever you subscribe, SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere, and type in That's What G Said, and then make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you can, do me a massive favor. If you can get on over to the comment section where they ask for ratings and reviews, if you can leave me a five-star rating and a nice review, that would really help out. Because what I want to do is I want to get as much content out there for you guys as possible, and I want it to always be free. And if you're able to keep you know, likes, retweets, shares of the post, um, tagging some of your other friends or people who you think might be interested in, uh, in listening to the show and helping me out, then I can always do all these shows for free because I can work with deals with sponsors and advertising and things like that. So um, let's let's talk about what we will be talking about. First of all, who am I? Well, I'm Gino Bacola. I, I'm assuming that you probably know that if you're listening to this show right now, but if you don't, hey, what's up, folks? It's me, Gino B. I'm an Italian, Gino Nicola Bacola Jr. It's not a name, it's an attitude. And I am uh, living out here in Southern California, born and raised right here. I live about five minutes away from San Anita Racetrack, uh, just outside of Pasadena in a city called Temple City. And I have really forever just been a massive sports fan and a big fan of just entertainment in general. From as early as I could remember, I, my family and I had the illegal black box where you could watch all the, uh, the sporting events for free. So I got to watch all of the boxing, pay-per-views, every wrestling event ever. So basically that correlated with my life because WrestleMania started in 85. So I've, I've got to see every WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, all of those throughout the, uh, the youth and the childhood when people were having to pay 20 and 30 bucks a pop. I got to just click that switch and watch them all. So that was a lot of fun. Always been in a USC fan, Dodger fan, Laker fan my whole life. Uh, Rams fan now that they're back. I never really had a, a football, a pro football team to root for, but now I root for the Rams uh, a little bit more. My mom and dad actually met each other at the racetrack at Santa Anita Racetrack. My mom used to sell the digest out in front of the racetrack every day. And my dad was a, a gambler, he was a construction worker, and so his day would end, perfect timing for him to head on over to the racetrack. And uh, so every day he would ask her out on a date. Every day she would say, no, no thank you, smile, kinda, you know, no no, thank you, sir, you snossagy Italian Gino Bacola senior. Nonetheless, one day, 
there was a horse that they had been waiting for to run. My dad and my grandpa, they knew the horse was going to run well. And when they went to the track that day, my dad bet a little win ticket for my mom and said, this horse is going to win. And when this one wins, you're going to go out with me later on. Good thing that horse won because now I'm here. Otherwise, I'm nowhere. I'm not around. There's no podcast right now. There's no that's what G said. Um, <laughs> but the horse racing is definitely something that's in my blood. So it's it's a very sad and kind of disappointing to see all the negatives in, in horse racing. And I'll, I'll have more thoughts on that specific podcasts and specific shows. And if you follow me online, um, I'm sure you've probably seen some of my thoughts that I'll, I'll post. But I'm just a li- little disappointed in the way that everything's handled now in racing and the management. I just don't trust anyone from the people that run the racetracks to some of the people that run the, the networks that I know. I just, there's a lot of people in places of power that I scratch my head and I just don't know what they're doing and if what they're doing is for the good of racing, for the good of the industry, or if it's just to put a few bucks in their pockets and to just appease uh, some sort of a relationship that they have. We'll, we'll have a lot of times where we just tend to, to wander like this and in particular in a setup episode we're going to really wander all over the place but uh, as horse racing has been kind of one a big thing for me forever sports has been um acting and 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 singing and being just involved in entertainment i i was actor as a kid i was in a couple uh movies as an extra a couple commercials but the problem is um when i was really really young as a baby they um, they wanted to make a couple changes and they kind of wanted me to go all in. And I think my parents decided, you know what? Let's wait till he gets a little bit older. He can make the decisions on his own if acting and if you know going into the entertainment industry is something that he wants to do. And then when I got to like 10, 11, 12, I loved it. I got into acting. I was in a couple movies, uh, Splitsville, Chuck and Buck. I did a couple commercials. I was an extra at Ed TV. Got to meet Maddie McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And... Um, and I acted, did some musicals, did some theater, but the problem that I always had, which is so awesome nowadays in this world that we live in, because you can combine your love for sports and entertainment and for broadcasting, you know, in like this podcasts, um, as a reporter, as a, uh, you know, as a host on different shows that I've, that I've done or just covering any different sports. So I couldn't ever really commit when I was a kid because I played baseball, basketball, football, soccer. I wrestled and uh, club. I was on a club wrestling team and I was playing softball at school. I played, you know, like a lot of the times when you have good years, you're on all-star teams and then your regular season team. So you're on double. So it's just so hard for me to ever fully commit to acting. But I took a lot of classes. I learned a lot and some singing classes and all that stuff. And Um, what's nice is that it all kind of helped me and you can see that those are all the things that I've, I've been really interested in my life. And it's, it's awesome to have a medium and the ability to combine all of those and something like this. And, and that's what G said podcast. So look forward to, uh, to answering questions. And that's just a little, a little brief, uh, background for me. And as I grew up, um, I started focusing more on soccer. I was a decent soccer player. I played in high school at LaSalle High School in Pasadena. That's where I went. After I went, I went to St. Luke's Catholic School in Temple City for kindergarten through eighth grade. Then I went to uh, LaSalle High School in Pasadena for for high school. Played soccer over there. Uh, was on student council as the commissioner of publicity. And I was basically the MC at every event. So I spoke at all of the uh, 
the rallies that we have. I kind of ran on uh, all of those, helped put together videos and stuff. So just combining all the things that I enjoyed um, and, and had a chance to do that really my whole life. And I've been very, very lucky in that sense. And then um, as I graduated from high school, I, I didn't know where I was going to go, what I was going to do, how it was going to all work. And I remember I was at PCC, I was at Pasadena City College, and I just couldn't figure out like what was the way, the right way to go about it or the right way to get into things. And actually at that time, I was coaching soccer. Um, when I was 16, I started coaching soccer. Uh, I, was, I was the head coach over at Arcadia AYSO, and um, I was coaching at the All-Star team too. I had a really good team. First, we were the Eliminators, then we were the Maroon Studs, then we were the Mad Cows, and the Blue Blazers, some of my teams. We had one year when, of course, we were the Trojans. My team wanted to be the Trojans, so I let them. Um, but um, just not quite sure, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? And so I'm going to PCC, and I started doing the, the radio at PCC, uh, Pasadena City College. My buddy Justin Goldstein, who was involved there in um, in radio and and tv and just kind of like all sorts of entertainment stuff he had talked to them and he wanted to host a show and so we hosted a show called the play-by-play a couple times a week we would just basically do you know covering all the national sports but then we'd also cover the some of the pasadena city college sports and we do some blurbs for them did uh some play-by-play announcing actually our show was called the play-by-play and then i actually ended up doing some play-by-play announcing in different sports i ended up calling uh baseball soccer, basketball. Uh, I've done play-by-play announcing for wrestling also in a different uh, different instance and some ring announcing there too. Um, so I, I've uh, had the opportunity there to really learn a lot and kind of learn how to host the radio and learn things a little bit on the back end. And then it was when I was there at PCC that I went over to TVG and I got hired at TVG as a producer's assistant, as a PA, and uh, within a few weeks, there was a, a show called Gate Crashers when TVG wasn't allowed to show the racing from Santa Anita. And they would show a race from Santa Anita. And Frank Miramati was calling the race from the TV, from the TVG studio. And they would just kind of interview everyone in the studio and ask them, who do you like in this race? And what do you think? And it was my first moment to be on TVG. And I was excited. And I remember I had my long hair and my mustache and... They even put Adam Morrison look-alike at the time. And, uh, yeah, I was rocking the Stoder look, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, you could have played any one of those stereotypical Bob Marley songs in the background, and it would have been fitting for the way I was looking there And uh, in early 2010. Um, but a lot of fun. I even remember, it was misremembered who won the big cap that day. And... Uh, and then I got to the start coming on, on air at TVG, and then the late double show happened. And from there on out, it was um, actually, it was not long after that that I got sick. And then it was, I had cancer in the end of 2010 into 2011, non Hodgkin's lymphoma. Had to have surgery. Not good. I was in and out of the hospital for a couple months. I was in the hospital for a month to start my first round of chemo just terrible and and all of these stories I'm kind of going through I'm just quick hitting them I'm sure when we do more topics and more shows um, through the hopefully years that we'll get real in depth into a lot more of these Uh, but yeah it was rough from 
October 2010 to March 2011. I was in and out of the hospital all the time, chemotherapy, um, all sorts of different stuff, uh, lost 40 pounds or so. Uh, and you know, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. And there were points where I was under a hundred pounds, um, just losing weight and just not able to eat, not able to. And then as quick as all that happened, it just immediately stopped. And I was like back to normal and back to working and, and back to, um, TVG and the handy capsules and talking about Monday, Tuesday races and bonkers for yonkers and just, and, and having fun there. And, uh, I think I'd imagine that most of you that are probably listening to this, at least right now, probably know me from TVG and from the like five years or so that I was there where I did a little bit of everything, you know, reporting, hosting, analyst, probably saw me most days in the studios. And a lot of the times it was just me by myself. And when I say by myself, I mean with no other analysts, because I was never by myself. It was all of you out there, all of you as, you know, sometimes when you're on TVG on set, you have one or two other co-hosts, but I had like 500 every time there were always all the emailers and all the the tweeters and all the facebook messages that were answering my questions or responding with a question back to me or a retort and it was just fun just open conversation all the time and then after that i left tvg well we'll do an episode too and i'll talk a little bit more about why in particular but it was just like anything where you just kind of felt like I think my time is up. I think I've kind of run my course and gotten as far as I can go here. Some new management came in, kind of just didn't see things the same way. And I felt like I might just kind of be shuffled into the background forever and not necessarily been someone that that they thought of as a focal point. And, you know, and, and so honestly, it wasn't easy. It was one of the, probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make um, leaving because I loved it. It was, it was the job I thought I would work forever and it was my dream job. But it's like anything you, you, when you're in it, sometimes you have to do what's best for yourself and for your future moving forward. And I think I did that. Um, and I've been, you know, trying little different things here and there. But what's great is that everything I've been trying and all these different things I've been doing, I have so much ownership of and, and a lot of freedom. So it was great. I, I got involved with Elite Racing Network after it was a brand new startup company. They, didn't only, they only lasted for about six months, but it was a lot of fun. And it was kind of like, right, it was basically like a podcast for the most part. All of the analysis and like pre-race stuff leading up to the races and after, what was unfortunate is they just, they didn't have the rights to show video and to show the races live. So it was tough to get a lot of people to, to subscribe and a lot of people to kind of buy into a new place, a new uh, streaming service like this when you couldn't watch the races in addition to hearing all the, uh, the content before. But, but that was a lot of fun. Um, I, and like I've, when I left TBG2, one of my main goals was I want to always have a foot in horse racing but I want to focus and shift over into more mainstream stuff, more mainstream sports, just because there's plain and simple. There's so much more upside and more of a future we see right now with horse racing. We're not gaining more racetracks. We're not gaining more racing days. The numbers are not going up. And I could kind of see that writing on the wall years back. And so as someone who loves racing so much, I never wanted to get fully out of it, but I wanted to try to reposition myself and kind of reposition my life so that way my whole life wasn't just about horse racing anymore it was about okay now I can do a couple of these different things and so now as you've seen um, I'm a co-host on the Mike Abadir show we cover 
all sports on the podcast there. We, and obviously, we'll still talk racing and we'll still talk whatever is is going on, but that's a, a real fun sports show. And now on this show, I'll get to talk a little bit of TV and music and movies and basically everything that uh, that I'm watching or listening to or whatever's hot or whatever's on my mind. So it should be a lot of fun and we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. But when we return, we're going to talk a little bit about WrestleMania coming up this week and just some tidbits of everything that's going on in the world of sports. Whoa, whoa, WrestleMania, whoa, you know, you know those uh, WrestleMania theme songs they used to have back in the day? I used to love those. Fall asleep with one of the old WrestleManias on and, and it's just going over and over and over and over again. It is WrestleMania week, folks. You know me, I'm a dorky wrestling fan. Love the, uh, the WWE, have been a fan forever. My dad was a high school was a high school wrestler and a wrestling coach. I wrestled growing up. I always thought that me learning to wrestle was going to mean that I could be the uh, the next Ultimate Warrior. Um, didn't realize that it was quite a little bit different than that, but had had a lot of fun watching wrestling nonetheless. Let's talk a little bit about WrestleMania this week. Um, hey, big big thanks to everyone on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram, but especially on Twitter, I posted a a question just asking. Who are your favorite wrestlers? And wow, this thing blew up. I think it was the most interacted and like responded to tweet that I've ever had. So very cool. This is the current lineup. WrestleMania is not what it used to be. WrestleMania this year is going to be around eight hours. It looks like there's going to be a two-hour pre-show and maybe about a six-hour show. If you haven't watched in a while and you and you want to watch, you can watch for free on the WWE Network. You get like a free month. So if you go to the WWE Network wwe.com click on the network and sign up you'll get a free month you'll be able to watch the show for free and check it out and see if you want to keep your subscription for the next um pay-per-view or the next uh month but let's talk about the uh the card or so really a rattle through it there's a women's battle royal and the men's battle royal the andre the giant memorial battle royal so those will be able to get a lot of different people on the cards um braun Strowman's going to be in there um and then the, the guys from saturday night live um, there's always a little celebrity appearance, so you'll see a couple of Saturday Night Live guys do the weekend update. They'll be in the, the Battle Royal. Kurt Angle, his last match is against Baron Corbin, but we nobody wants to see that. We all are hoping secretly that this is somehow John Cena, The Undertaker. Cena would be great because John, Kurt Angle... John Cena wrestled against Kurt Angle in John Cena's first like televised SmackDown match. That was the ruthless aggression days in that era, and so it would be a, a good full circle to see Kurt Angle and uh, and John Cena for Angle's final match. There's a cruiserweight championship with Tony Nese versus Buddy Murphy. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. This has been a fun feud, just in the the AJ kind of sticking up for the indie scene, and and the and a lot of the guys who didn't get the opportunity to come to the WWE until late, and and as Randy, the the WWE lifer with the RKO, Shane O'Mac versus the Miz. The Miz is now a good guy. Good guy Miz fighting off four, five, eight, ten men at a time. And Miz is, is showing now that uh, he's a little bit more of a daredevil. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Miz tries to do something to maybe one-up Shane O'Mac in here. But expect to see the heel Shane O'Mac jumping off something. And Mr. Miz! Mr. Miz has got to make an appearance at, at some point here. Roman versus Drew McIntyre. 
Man, WWE really loves saying the word leukemia on TV, don't they? <laughs> as many times as they'll mention that word as many times as they possibly can. I think for Roman Reigns' character and moving forward, he should lose this match. It would be great if he loses this match, and then you can start building Roman back up now. Um, maybe they can they can play off the he came back a little too soon. He wasn't quite physically ready yet. I think that would be a good uh, a good way to do it. And then Drew McIntyre could be the next challenger if Seth Rollins wins the title. Triple H, Batista, a couple old titans back. Triple H with his career on the line. Batista now a massive star with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, with with the stipulation, I would imagine Triple H likely wins this match, but should be a fun brawl. Just um, I don't expect this to be an actual wrestling match. Just it's, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of weapons. Samoa Joe versus Ray for the U.S. title. I I hope one of these days they really get behind Joe and push him. I love Samoa Joe. To me, he is as good of just a pro wrestler as there is possible. Everything he does is intense, it's serious, it's real, it's believable. And then you have Rey Mysterio. If they get, you know, 12, 15 minutes, this could be an awesome, awesome match. Bobby Lashley versus Finn. The demon, Finn Balor, for the IC title. So we'll get to see that cool demon entrance. Finn has to go over here. Not sure if they're going to do a Raw tag team match. They kind of showed a little something where uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins challenged the Revival um, after Raw. I wouldn't be shocked if this was a pre-show match. And maybe you give Ryder and Hawkins the win. Hawkins gets a win, and then you take the titles right back off them the next night or two like they did with Zack Ryder when he won the IC title a few years back. Uh, The Usos, they're going to be in a four-way tag team title match. Uh, for the SmackDown title, they'll be defending it against Nakamura and Rusev, uh, what Black and Rick, Alistair Black and Ricochet, and the Bar. And then you have Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics versus Natty and the returning Beth Phoenix versus Tamina and Nia in a four-way for the women's tag team titles. Ronda versus Charlotte versus Becky. That's going to be the Raw Women's and the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship, the winner take all match. That will go on as the the main event, that triple threat match and it's deserving. Those girls are all incredible right now. They're on the top of their game. Ronda obviously the big star, Charlotte is the flair, kind of embodies everything that's WWE and Becky is the now star. And then the two top Title matches on the men's side, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. It has to be Seth's time right now unless they're going to do something else with Roman, who's now back, and and Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. It looks like it's going to be Kofi Mania. What, what's a little weird about that is just looking through the card, it feels like there are going to be so many babyface good guy wins, and it doesn't always play out that way. Are we going to get Seth, Kofi, Becky, all winning their titles, Finn winning his title also, um, and you know a Kurt Angle last match victory. I don't know if we're gonna get all of that that good feeling, but get ready, folks. Sixteen possible matches, including nine title matches, two battle royals, a three way for the women's title, two four way tag matches, and ten singles bouts. WrestleMania weekend gets set. Here it comes, folks. They they have Friday night with the NXT show, which the NXT shows, honestly, from quality, they're even better than the actual WWE shows. Less matches, better matches. And then on Saturday, there will be the uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony. And then all week long, if you're a wrestling fan, there's all sorts of different events. There's another one Friday night, the New Japan show with Ring of Honor the at Madison Square Garden. And then just all throughout the night and into the morning on, uh, on this week, it is wrestling week. There uh, 
over New York, New Jersey. Let's make a little transition from WWE to some early thoughts in MLB. We've only been in about a week or so, but what's funny is um, the the Red Sox, who who beat up my Dodgers in the World Series last year, they they struggled right out of the gate. And that, that happens, honestly. I've seen it with the Dodgers now for a couple years, the World Series hangover, especially when you win the World Series, which I don't know about recently for the, a Dodger fan. Everybody wants to come get you, right? Everybody's gunning for you. Everybody wants to beat you. So it's uh, interesting to see a team who everything went so well for last year, things went the opposite way in the first week. But obviously everyone's talking about the Phillies and, and their great start and Bryce Harper. And he was in 500 through the first, you know, four and a half, five games. He is as really embraced Philly and he seems like a great fit there. It's, it's fun when the stars are in, um, in big cities and in teams that are playing well. I think it's good for the game, and so hopefully Philly's good all year. We get to see Bryce in some big moments, and as a Dodger fan, I'm pretty pumped. I thought the Dodgers um, had a great start. They honestly should be undefeated if it wasn't for a couple uh, Joe Kelly. Um, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. If it wasn't for Joe Kelly, he actually said he, he's come in a couple times and given up leads multiple times for the Dodgers. But I like the way they're uh, I like the way they're looking early on. And then, how about Baltimore? Baltimore starts the season four and one. I didn't think the Orioles the Orioles might not have won four games all year. Baseball fun first se- first uh, week or so into the season. Long season though, so we'll try not to overreact too much. We will post a uh, NBA playoffs preview coming up as the uh, the NBA playoffs are upon us soon. I'm I'm a little sad because of the Lakers. Obviously, I. I was you know 100% sure the Lakers were going to be in the playoffs this year when LeBron comes over, but the injuries. And I'll have a vent podcast where I just spill my heart and my guts on everything that is Lakers. You could hear the dejection in my voice. It's a little bit unfortunate. And then uh, how, about, how about a little show sharing? What I'll do is I'm going to recap. I'll have some shows weeks where I'll recap episodes of new shows or I'll talk about um, some shows that I found, or maybe we'll interact online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, talking about, Hey, Gina, have you seen this new show? Have you seen this new movie? I'll watch it. I'll come back and I'll, uh, and I'll recap it. Some of the shows I'm watching right now, Veep just came back. Love it. Billions game of Thrones, obviously coming up soon on Hulu. I'm, I'm, I'm into superstore. I just started watching that one. I like that a lot. AP bio. I've already, I've, uh, also just, uh, just started that one. Now I'm caught up there. Brooklyn nine, nine. Great, great show. Barry. Um, with Bill Hader and Kim's Convenience are shows that I'm currently watching. Just finished some uh, some other things on Netflix too. The Dirt, the uh, the it's kind of funny. It's like a mockumentary there about Motley Crue. It's it's just, it's entertaining. It's worth checking out. Don't expect it to be the greatest thing in the world. The Ted Bundy tapes, those are creepy and great. Both of the Fire Festival docs, I had a lot of fun watching those. Ones on Netflix, ones on Hulu. And then some other shows, I'm Sorry on True TV. Wow. Uh, Andrea Savage is just savage. We can just say that. She's a little dirty, but the show is funny. I loved you on Netflix. You, I think it might have been the favorite, my favorite thing I've watched in the last year or so. Awesome. Awesome show. Big into suits. I just got all caught up on suits, parks, and rec. If you've never seen the show Letter Kenny on Hulu, please check it out. You will die laughing. Difficult People is a fun one about uh, people in the uh, the entertainment comedy industry trying to make it. 
Community I just rattled through Shameless just finished the season But I, Shameless might be my favorite show all time I've loved that show from day one And I have a massive crush on Emmy Ross I'm so sad to see her go Crashing They just finished uh, their series But they might be doing a movie after That's worth a watch Kidding with Jim Carrey Very good Smilf I think they just finished their series also So did Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt Finished that one The Umbrella Academy on Netflix Also worth a watch Entertaining And you can tell there will be more uh, More seasons coming We'll finish off with Some quick hitters Of the, uh, the Kentucky Derby prep races This weekend So we have the Santa Anita Derby, the Wood Memorial, and the Bluegrass. The Santa Anita Derby is fun because you have three legit horses in a field of six. Roadster, Instagram, and Game Winner. All of them, second start of the year. Second start off the long layoff. Should be po- taking a nice step forward and getting primed for um, their last start before the Derby. The way the race shapes up, it just looks like it's going to set up so perfectly for Game Winner. But I hope those we get an, an opportunity where those three... Are going to be battling because Roadster and Instagram should be forwardly placed. Roadster with the rail draw might have to go. Instagram will probably have to put the pressure on him, and I think it just sets up oh so perfectly for a game winner with the outside draw to sit just behind them. But three legitimate horses, not a race you'll be able to bet, but a race just to watch moving forward. The Bluegrass at Keeneland, Vacoma is going to be a heavy favorite in there, and you know what? He did run pretty well. In the Fountain of Youth He broke well He was outrun a little bit He kind of tracked back to 5th He got up to 4th in the clear And then he was up to 2nd In the lane He went outside Cone of Honor went inside He kept trying It was a fine 3rd And I think he'll improve Off that effort I just I don't know who else to go to I could give Dream Maker another shot he, he's, he's had trouble in his poor performances And I think he might be the type of horse Who's capable of a really big effort um, Maybe I could give you another shot With Admire uh, maybe I could give you another shot with with So Alive. I just don't love anyone else in this group, to be honest. So I, this is not one that I'm I'm gonna likely be making a wager on. Really, on either of the Bluegrass or the Santa Anita Derby, I'll I'll likely just be watching those races because I just don't I don't see anyone that's that I'm interested enough in playing. And the, the wood is a, a little interesting. If you go over to Aqueduct um, on Saturday, they have their big day with the Wood Memorial. Check out the Bayshore, which is race number six. It will be a fun race in that there are four nice three-year-old sprinters down towards the, uh, in the in the inside four horses. Much better, Mucho, Mind Control, and Call Paul. Any one of them could win that race. It's just a field of five, but a very, very contentious group. In the wood, I like Final Jeopardy a little bit. I just... Taxidus, I thought got a perfect trip up the inside. Wouldn't shock me if he came back. And Hoffa's Union was monster in his debut. He is kind of one of those wild card, sky's the limit, tons of upside types. I just like the race from Final Jeopardy. It was a smooth start. He got to the lead without really being asked. He ended up three deep and in between horses and, and pressing just off. He was asked and he moved up three deep. He was a little bit green, but he straightened out late. He did have to hold off the favorite and he worked hard all the way around the racetrack. And that was his first time going past six furlongs. I think he he's a horse who doesn't need to be on the lead and can be sitting close. I feel like he's pretty versatile and pretty tactical. And I like him a lot in this spot. Anything around five to one will be a wager on final 
Jeopardy. So three prep races this week and everything, as I mentioned, um, this week, just kind of an intro and a little quick hitter. But when we start doing these shows uh, coming up, there'll be much more deep dives. We'll go through every horse in each of the races. We'll really break down all the trip notes. When we talk sports, we'll go through every, all the teams. When we talk movies and shows, we'll go through uh, notes and scenes and this and that. So just wanted to get this out there. Remember, folks, iTunes and SoundCloud right now, that's what G said. And if you can use the hashtag online on Twitter, on Instagram, that's what G said. I'd love to hear from you. If there's ever a movie or a show or an old game or uh, anything at all that you think, hey, I think that might interest Gino or that would be fun uh, to have Gino talk about on That's What G Said. Shoot it on over to me. Uh, Would uh, love the feedback. So thank you very much, folks, for listening. This is hopefully the first of many That's What G Said podcasts.